Let's talk TikTok. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The VoiceAmp player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicesam.com slash markscott. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday Veopreneur. Hello, and welcome to the Everyday Veopreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday Veopreneur. I'm really excited about this week's episode because I think that not only are we going to bust a few myths about a particular social media platform, but we're definitely going to inspire some people to try it. And who knows? Maybe you're listening to this podcast right now, and you are going to be the next viral sensation on TikTok. Now, just before we dive into this week's episode, I do want to take a moment to say thank you for listening, but I also want to say thank you for your reviews. If you're enjoying the podcast, and if you're enjoying these interviews, and and if you're learning from the guests and from the things that they have to share, would you do me a favor? Would you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review for the Everyday Veopreneur podcast? Let people know what you're learning. Let people know why you love the podcast so much. Let people know that you're listening. It would mean a lot to me if you would take a minute to do that. So my guest on today's podcast is somebody that I've been looking forward to interviewing for a while, and I was glad that we were finally able to make it happen because TikTok is one of those social media platforms that, if I'm being perfectly honest, kind of scares me a little bit. I feel like I'm too old to get on TikTok. And I sure as heck ain't going to be dancing on TikTok. But thankfully, I have learned that you don't have to do that in order to make TikTok work. So if you've been thinking about TikTok, but you are too afraid to try, this interview is just for you. TikTok has exploded as one of the leading players in the video space. It has over 1 billion monthly active users who open the app an average of eight times a day. Gen Z makes up 60% of that audience right now, and that represents an awful lot of future decision makers in the creative and broadcast space. My guest today has embraced the platform and built an audience that's actually kind of bigger than a lot of cable TV channels have. Uh, One of his recent big name clients, Will Smith, as in. Men in Black, Fresh Prince, Will Smith. Other credits include the Orlando Magic, Cartoon Network, and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Welcome to the show, Stefan Johnson. Mark, it is great to be on. It's a pleasure. Happy to be here. Man, I am excited because, you know, we talked briefly before we started the interview. I said, I've had so many people asking me about TikTok, and my whole thing is I'm an old fart, and I don't understand TikTok, (laughs) so I need somebody like you to provide the wisdom, to provide the guidance. And so I I know you're going to have a lot to offer us today. Now, I feel pretty confident in saying that you've got a bigger TikTok audience than any other voice actor. Let's start with just a rundown of what your stats are on the platform. Yeah, um, I am at um, 6 million, no, 6.2 million followers on the app. Um, I average roughly about, I think it was like 300,000 views a day per video. 
average video views in general range between about 750,000 to a million, depending on if it's a good day or a bad day. Um, so things are working out pretty swimmingly so far. That is absolutely incredible. And that is legitimately bigger than a lot of cable networks and their, and their <laughs> actual viewership. Now, are you posting every day? Is it just like Monday to Friday? Is it? Do you have a specific strategy that you're following right now? Or is it just kind of whenever the mood strikes you? Um, well, yeah, the strategy, the, the very loose strategy is to post at least once a day. Um, preferably, I try to do at least three, but I usually average off at at least two a day. You do definitely just want to be consistent because the algorithm, um, it, it favors consistency. As with every social media platform, we are at a place where we have to learn how to use an algorithm in order to make mm -hmm. things work. Now, the, the one big question that let's just address this right out of the gate. Yeah. To build your following. Yeah. You had to post a whole bunch of dancing videos, right? Because TikTok's all <laughs> dancing videos, right? Actually, not at all. My story, as far as TikTok goes, is kind of an interesting one. Um, I didn't really participate in the whole like dance trend thing. I kind of took the route of going um, the music side of things. I do music. And it started off as a page where I did a bunch of music parodies. And then I was like, you know what? Things started to take off. Let me introduce some of my voiceover stuff. And then it actually went down a route of food reviews of all things. So the whole dance craze thing was never my, my style. This gives me a little bit of hope because Lord knows nobody needs and or wants to see me dance if I'm ever going to do TikTok. <laughs> so it's it's nice to know that there's another way to go about building it. Now, exactly. I know that you're verified on yeah. TikTok, so that's kind yes. of a big deal. Talk to us a little bit about that process. Is there certain benchmarks that you had to hit or did you just apply or how, how does that work? You do have to apply, but there are benchmarks for them to qualify you. Um, the few, the benchmarks is like a certain, um, a certain follower count. You have to have over like 5,000, which is in the grand scheme of things, very easy to reach. And then they also want to see that you are some aspect of like a public figure or entertainer, uh, verifiable, like through your own website or like, you know, other outside articles and me being a voice actor with some credits that are listed on my website that was verifiable along with me having some other ventures outside of voiceover that have like, you know, had articles written about me and things like that. Um, and other than that, they just want to make sure that you're making content that is um, platform safe. You know what I mean? It could be a little edgy, but they just want to make sure you're not out here telling kids to do bad things and stuff like that, you know? Right on. So when it comes to the verified status, does that mm -hmm. impact how the algorithm works? Do you get more or less love from the algorithm? Do, is it just indifferent? Is it just so people know you're legit? How, how does that part work? Um, it, you get no favor from the algorithm for it, but I will say you do get, I did notice almost an immediate kind of organic reach increase um, because, you know, it's all cosmetic. It's all very vain. People see that little blue check mark and they're like, oh, let me see what he's all about. Opposed to if they don't see it, you can be creating the exact same content, doing the exact same thing. But they see that little blue check and people are that much more interested in giving you a chance of seeing what you're about. Um, so it's it's all cosmetic, honestly. It's a, very cosmetic, but it works. I mean, it gives you credibility, right? It works the yeah. same way on Twitter. It works the same way on Instagram. Having that check mark, that knowing that you are legit, that you are the real deal it makes a difference so yeah i know you're doing a lot of things you know you mm -hmm. are a voice actor you mentioned the music parodies is kind of where you started we we briefly touched on the fact that you ventured into food commentary you're now mm -hmm. a legit social media influencer but I, I believe voiceover came first in all of that how do you transition from voiceover to food commentary where did that angle come from 
Well, it, it all just kind of started with me just kind of spitballing things on TikTok. Um, I was just trying to think of content ideas one day, and I, I, I in life, have some pretty strong and kind of controversial few, um, views about certain, like, foods and dishes. Comical, comical. But um, I was brainstorming ideas, and I was like, oh, let me just make a, a countdown list of, like, the best cereals, you know, just because I needed something to post. This video probably won't go anywhere, but, like, you know, let's just do it. And I made a video just, like, ranking your favorite cereals. And I, top, I, I looked up the top five cereals in America, popularity-wise, and I made a video of my opinions on them. And overnight, it blew up because... Food is one of those things where people can get very passionate about it, but not like heated about it like they would politics or race or religion or whatever it is. But everyone's passionate about their favorite foods. Um, and I discovered it was a conversation starter. So I just made another video and then another video about food and my opinions on it. And it just kind of almost took over the channel itself. One of the things that I love is that you, you mentioned right out of the gate, this video probably won't go anywhere. But yeah. you decided to take a chance on it anyway. Mm -hmm. And hey, th this is the wonder of algorithms, right? You never know yeah. what's going to hit or what isn't going to hit. Exactly. And so I think that's a really big factor in, I'm assuming anyway, in content creation strategy for TikTok is being willing to take that chance, right? Some videos are going to hit, some videos are going to fall flat, but you're never going to know unless you take the chance. Absolutely. Because a lot of the things that I have done outside of even voiceover or um, food review um, that have done well on TikTok, um, it's just from taking a chance because there's just so many people out here with so many different interests and you may, you may build a audience off of one spectrum of, you know, entertainment or what you do or whatnot, but just throwing something else out there, you may discover that an, your audience that you already have may have a vested interest in that as well. So you just may find second niches and, or niches in, within your own fan base, you know? Which obviously you've done because you've got multiple things that you can go from. So let's expand on this a little bit. What yeah. would you say has been your most successful strategy on TikTok as far as is it, you know, like the, the voiceover niche, the, the food, the music parodies or some other kind of strategy? So what's been the most successful? And then as a follow up, because it sounds like you're somebody who's taking chances. Have you ever tried something that absolutely fell flat and you probably won't try again? Yeah, I mean, my strategy is to basically it seems like my channel is full of people who or my fan base is full of people who really, really enjoy the food content, the food reviews, the food commentary and things like that. Um, but they're also very invested in other things I do because they just find them interesting, like in what we do, Mark, like the voiceover. Not everyone has that behind the scenes look or even realize that voiceover is a real job. So I make it a point in between my comedy content, in between my food review content, every once in a while, post a video to pop in and say, hey, look, I do voiceover too. Um, so I'll do like a, a mock read of me reading one of my scripts um, with client permission, of course, and um, I'll or I'll do a, you know, behind the scenes of me screwing up on a script like real like screw ups I have. And people just find so much entertainment in that because they never see that side of someone recording a commercial. It's interesting. It just sparks, I guess, the, the genuine human curiosity of something that you didn't even realize was around you all, you know, every single day of your life. So just. I guess to shorten it, the strategy is to every so often pop in and say, hey, I'm a voice actor too. Let me show you what I do. There's two things that you said that I think are relevant to any kind of marketing, whether it's TikTok or any other platform. I mean, first and foremost, you're paying attention to your audience, mm -hmm. right? You're, you're paying attention to the content that they, that they want, that they enjoy, that they like, that they engage with. But then authenticity is a big part of it as well, right? Nobody's yeah. looking for fake anymore. We all want to see the real side of things. So you go in the right. booth. You record, you screw up, it's genuine, you post it, 
Yeah. People like to see that because they like to know that not everything is so completely perfect and polished and whatnot. So those are two very important strategies for any social media platform. So covering off a few different niches, we'll call them, yeah. music parody, food commentary, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Do you find then that that one does get a lot more interaction than the other? Like, is it, I mean, you the food commentary, it sounds like that's kind of the direction you've taken, but it, you're also throwing some voiceover stuff into the mix. Does, do they kind of balance out or how, how does that work? I found out um, just by the nature of what we do in voiceover, I can incorporate my voiceover or comedy into my food reviews because one, of course, I'm talking. Um, so I can add a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that to make it, you know, just kind of more so of a voiceover performance and a food review, you know, um, just maybe it'll bring a little drama to it, you know, because people are going a lot of the a lot of the times I've come to find out that people are staying to listen to the voice, the food reviews because of my voice, you know what right. I mean, because of what I bring to it or whatnot. So um, sometimes you just got to find a way to kind of intermingle genres, um, especially as like a marketing tool, too, because if I know the food reviews are going to be drawing the people in, um, you know, I don't have to be so salesy like, you know, hey, I'm a voice actor, too. I could just talk. I could just talk and bring a little bit of a voiceover performance to my food review and the point will get across, you know. So talk about the actual production of some of these videos. Are we talking about pretty much just straight up you looking at your phone, I'm assuming, or are you using some other piece of equipment, some other type of camera and just kind of recording? Is there like full-blown production value that goes into it? Because I'm sure that for a lot of people, one of the hangups is I'm not a video producer. I don't know how yeah. to do video editing. Does it have to be complex or is some of the stuff that you're doing, you know, you do some some more advanced stuff, some more basic stuff. How does that work? 98% uh, of what I do is just done within the TikTok app because TikTok has um, their own little mini video editing base, um, the most bare bones video editing you'll ever see, the, very easy to use. And they have like little basic effects and, you know, uh, backgrounds and green screens and stuff like that that are very easy to use. Every once in a while, that other 2%, I'll do something pretty high production value. But surprisingly, you'll find, at least I found, that the higher production value stuff doesn't do as well as just like the more genuine raw stripped down stuff. You know, sometimes people don't need a whole... Marvel Cinematic Movie of a production, you know what I mean? Sometimes they just want to get straight to the point of what you're doing, why you're entertaining, and why they should stick around, you know what I mean? I think it comes back to the authenticity of it all, right? That yeah, exactly. There's something so much more genuine, authentic about somebody that's just looking at their phone and then mm -hmm. using the tools that are available in the app. And the nice thing about that, or or the dangerous thing about that, I suppose, is that you've just removed a lot of excuses for people who say... I'm not a video producer. I don't know how to do video editing. You really don't have to do anything except use the app and the tools that are built into it. So we're, right. we're eliminating excuses for people who are saying they don't want to do it. <laughs> exactly. And that's my whole thing. Like I've, I've been preaching for years about people just using this social media thing, you know, as much as you can, because it's free marketing, it's free branding, it's free uh, networking. And then it, within every one of these apps, they just have so many tools that make it so easy for you to create content and get it out there. Literally, you don't have to be uh, a Steven Spielberg of a director um, or any kind of cinema cinematographer. You literally just have to have an opinion or have just something to put out there. And the apps make it easy for you to get that message out there concisely. It's always nice when the tools make it easy to do. So yeah. let's talk about content creation because this is one that I'm really curious about. Yeah. Content creation can be really hard because we mm -hmm. all say that we don't have any ideas. 
I'm not interesting enough. Nobody cares about what I have to say, right? We've got all of those types of excuses. Then there's also time that factors into it. So talk to us a little bit about what your strategy is for. First, let's talk about coming up with the content. Yeah. Are the ideas just there? Do you take specific times to sit down and brainstorm? Are you collecting feedback from your audience? Where are you coming up with the initial ideas? Um, so it's a combination of a few different things, um, actually. Um, sometimes it's spur of the moment. You may be sitting down and watching TV and, you know, a commercial for a certain restaurant comes on and you're like, oh, well, I hate them. Let me talk about why I hate them. Um, and sometimes you do have to kind of think about it a little more methodically because you may have kind of like a um, brain fart. You can't really think of too much. Um, so you have to really sit down and kind of brainstorm ideas. And you do ha- want to, you know, take your viewers comments and input into it because, you know, they're the ones watching you. You want to make sure that you understand why they're watching you and how you can give them more of what they want, you know, without sacrificing what you want to do, what your integrity or whatever it is. So you kind of take and pull from every little aspect and, you know, that's how you build a successful channel, in my opinion. So it comes back to knowing your audience, right? When you know your Mm -hmm. audience and you know the type of content that they want, that in and of itself makes it easier for you to come up with content strategies. And then I suppose you've got some very specific themes that you stick to. And so when you've got some themes or, you know, that kind of cover the channel, that also makes it easier to come up with content. So then from the, the creation side, I guess, are we doing this on the spot? Are you batching videos? Like, do you sit down on Monday and create a dozen videos? Like, I know you mentioned you post multiple videos a day. So are there, is it pre-planned? Is it spontaneous? Is it a combination How do you tackle it from that standpoint? Usually it's just day by day. Um, I will maybe brainstorm in bed before I get out of the bed in the morning and say, okay, I want to do these kind of videos today. Um, Sometimes it's literally like very, very spur of the moment. I may be just walking, living life, and then an idea will pop into my head, and I'll come downstairs and record it. Um, And there are times where um, I know that I'm going to be busy for like a couple of days or whatever because like I'm in a band, and the band travels, and we'll be gone for the entire weekend, but I know I have to post something. Um, So I'll take that Thursday, and I'll record like four or five videos, and so I can, you know, release them periodically or whatnot. Correct me if I'm wrong on this. TikTok allows up to three minutes. Is that is that right? They do for certain creators. It's still they are still slowly rolling that out. I believe the majority of creators have that, but not everyone. But um, once it's all said and done, yeah, everyone will have access to three minute videos. Okay, so up to three minutes. I'm assuming yep. not every video is going to be that long. So if, let's just say for the heck of it that your videos are a minute and a half or two minutes long on average. How long does it take you to make one of those minute and a half or two minute videos from the time you've got your idea until the time it's it's posted and people are viewing it? Um, My average video, it may take about five to 10 minutes. Um, Usually it's just me, you know, redoing a stumble over the words or me sourcing. um, I use a lot of the green screen effect on TikTok, uh, me sourcing the photos that I want to have behind me or the videos I want to feature. It could take up to maybe about a half hour because I do kind of do these um, like almost America's funniest home video style videos where I take popular clips and kind of give my own commentary on it. And then I'll have to, you know, download the video and kind of edit it down to the parts I want to talk about. Um, So it varies. It varies. But on average, it sounds like, you know, you could get these done in a couple of minutes, which oh, absolutely. I think yeah. that's really important for people because I'm sure that one of the barriers for people is assuming that I don't have time to create these. You know, it's going to take me two hours to do this or whatever. But we're literally talking about if you got an idea, a yeah. couple of minutes to to make a video and, and get it going, which I think is, you know, that's something that we could all find a way to do. Yeah. 
There are a lot of ways that you can market your voiceover business, and TikTok offers you just one of those platforms. You can also look at LinkedIn, you can look at Twitter, you can look at Instagram, you can look at email marketing. There are a lot of ways to put yourself out there. There are a lot of ways to build your brand. There are a lot of ways for you to get your voice in front of potential buyers. But all of it requires you learning how to market. If that is an area of your business that you struggle with, if that is an area that you just aren't comfortable with, it's an area where I can help you. And I can help you in several different ways. There are a number of different courses that I offer, teaching you all kinds of different marketing strategies for marketing on LinkedIn, general marketing practices, marketing using email, and the importance of creating a follow-up strategy for yourself. I also offer private one-on-one -on -one coaching where we can talk about your specific marketing needs and we can work through your specific problems in a session via Zoom. If you need help with the business and marketing side of voiceover, let me help you this year. Visit markscottcoaching.com to sign up for a coaching session or see all of the different course offerings that I have. Everything is available at markscottcoaching.com. That's M-A-R-C-S-C-O-T-T-coaching.com. Now back to our show. I know we've touched on this a little bit, but because you're using TikTok, I mean, I would, I, it sounds like it's not your primary purpose is, is marketing your voiceover business, that, or at least that's the impression that I get. But you found ways to to incorporate your voiceover business into it. I know that you said part of it is just because you're using your voice. But are there other specific strategies that you are using to draw awareness to the voiceover work that you do? You know what, Mark? It's, it's really that's really all it is. It's it's become so effortless at this point because before I even made that conscientious decision to say, you know what, I'm going to start including some more voiceover content. I was already getting emails. I was already getting DMs from like producers and like you know even like smaller clients, maybe like like even music artists. Like, hey, we want to have you do a voice tag for this song or something like that. It was already happening. It was so organically, it was beautiful. But then I started to make that conscientious decision and. From there, it just really, really took off. The only extra thing I do is that extra video every couple of weeks to say, hey, this one's going to be about voiceover, or I may even do like a voiceover read of like another popular video on TikTok. I can, you can do what's called duetting, where you basically do a side-by-side -side video with another video, and I'll do like a, a commentary or like I'll do a mock movie trailer to some goofy video, you know what I mean? And it all just adds up. What you're saying is that if a voice actor wants to use TikTok as a marketing tool for their voiceover business, they don't have to post about voiceover all day long every single day. That that that's not the way it works. Not at all. Not at all. Because my thing is when I'm when people are asking me like, you know, how do I build a brand on TikTok or whatnot, my, my main answer is just to find an opinion you have and talk about it. Whether it's an opinion about sports, whether it's an opinion about a a fandom like Marvel or something else, or whether it's about fashion, you have an opinion about something. You have a strong opinion about something. And sometimes it's just as easy as putting that opinion out there and letting people start a conversation in your comment section and the way the algorithm works the more comments under a video the more the algorithm is going to push that out to more people because they're going to say oh people are sticking around people are talking about this and then your audience your fan base is going to grow based off of that or ethnically that is so good find an opinion you have and talk about it you know when you said that mm -hmm. i immediately thought of gordon ramsay and i guess that's just because mm -hmm. we're talking about the food space yeah. but i mean is that not basically what made this guy famous yeah. on social media I mean, exactly. that's is that not basically what he's doing on TikTok as well as he's he's taking other people creating his recipe or creating food recipes and, and you know, 
sharing yep. his Gordon Ramsay famous opinion on them. But that's so good. Find an opinion you have mm-hmm. and talk about it. I mean, for you, obviously, that's been the food commentary. It's been music parody. But every one of us has some other interest, some other skill, some other passion outside of voiceover. And so you're saying, take that, turn it into an, an audience and, and a platform, and then the voiceover work kind of becomes an extension of it, basically. Exactly, because people, once you build that fan base off of like this, um, you know, other side facet of your life or whatnot, people are going to genuinely just be more curious about what you do. You'll start to see comments like, you know, oh, what do you do for a living? Or people may even DM you like, you know, what are you about or whatever? And then you'll see that interest uh, in, in what you do maybe for a living. And then you can start slowly incorporating, oh, hey, while you're asking, I'm a voice actor. Here's a little bit of what I do. You know, I see that um like, Act, voice actors like Tara Strong, she's really good at that. Like she'll like you know recreate her recording some scenes from her like characters like Fairly Odd Parents or like Rugrats or stuff like that. Um, you know, and it just can build from there. It seems so simple, and yet so many of us work so hard to find ways to avoid it. But yeah, I I, I love I love the way that you're breaking it down. Definitely. Now, talk about cross posting then. So. Are you create? I know you're creating the content for TikTok. Yeah. Are you using it to grow a YouTube channel? Do you flip that content over to Instagram? Do you repurpose it in any way? Or are you just strictly growing TikTok and that's where all the opportunities are coming from right now? Absolutely. I, I like to call it like cross-pollination. I definitely, TikTok is the main hub. TikTok blowing up for me blew, grew every other platform for me. So I do repurpose a lot of those videos um, for Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. But the key is, is if you're going to do that, you have to have some exclusive content on all of these platforms too. Yeah. Because if you just have the exact same content on every platform, no one has any other reason to follow you on anything but one platform. So you have to offer some kind of like exclusive feature on every platform like YouTube. I have full food reviews where I go to the restaurant, sit down. It's like a 10, 12 minute video on Instagram. I make it a point to, you know, post a lot of pictures and like, you know, stills and like stuff you're not going to be able to see on TikTok because TikTok's only video. And then Twitter, I just, I make it a point to actually interact and like, you know, make sure I'm in the comments with my, you know, fans and followers and talking to them and like interacting on a personal level. Every platform has to have something a little different or else no one's going to have a reason to follow you on all of them. I think that's so important, too, because every platform works a little bit differently, right? I mean, YouTube does give you the ability to post longer form content. Instagram Mm -hmm. does give you the ability to to post images. And so using the platforms Mm -hmm. the way that they were intended you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about algorithms. Every one of these is algorithm driven. That's part yeah. of it too, right? Using the platform the way it was intended is is part of what drives the algorithm. But I love that yeah. you say that because so many people make the mistake of just creating one video one time mm-hmm. and then just blitzing it out to Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever they're posting it. And they're not creating the unique content for each of the platforms. So I think that's a really important piece of the puzzle for sure. Exactly. All right, so... Tell us about some of the cool voiceover jobs that you've ultimately got as a result of TikTok that you probably wouldn't have got otherwise or might not have got otherwise. 
Oh, my two favorite ones. Um, honestly, I'm I'm the voice of Bally Sports. I'm not sure if you knew, like, um, Bally Sports took over for Fox Sports in um, the vast majority of their regions. And, um, well, I can take it all the way back. Um, I'm with SBV. I'm signed with SBV out of, L- out of L.A., and they actually reached out to me. They found me on TikTok um, from one of my food review videos, and um, they reached out to me, emailed me, and said, hey, we want to talk to you. And I didn't, I didn't believe it was real at first because SBV has been on my goals list um, since I started my career. Um, and I was like, okay, cool, this is a scam, cool. So I was even playing along with them, like, oh, yeah, sure, what time can we talk? And then I took a look at the email. I'm like, oh, the, the email admin. I'm like, oh, that's actually them. So we sat there and talked, and, you know, before I knew it, I was signed with SBV. And from there, um, I got auditions to, you know, do things with Cartoon Network that I won. And right now, currently, I'm the voice of Bally Sports um, for the majority of their regions. I record with them every day. Um, and I've with them for about a year. It'll be about a year and a, and a week or so. And I'm also the voice of How to Survive on YouTube. And they found me via TikTok as well. So a, a lot. So much has come from this. And it's new. Like I get new voiceover offers literally every day because of my social media presence. I think that's an important lesson to to pay attention to in this as well is, the, you know, for you know, somebody my age, the assumption is it's just kids on TikTok, right? It's it's just the kids yeah. on TikTok dancing. But no, there's buyers on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And there yeah. are people that are decision makers that are paying attention to what is going on on TikTok. Yeah. And there are opportunities to be created there. And I think the other important thing, too, and, and this is one of the things that I've I've read about the TikTok algorithm, and maybe you can dive into this a little bit more, but everybody, there's a lot of people that are listening right now that are thinking, oh yeah, it's easy for you. You got 6 million followers. So of course you're going to create all these opportunities for yourself. But my understanding is that somebody who's brand new, like I could sign up for TikTok tomorrow with no followers, but if I create the right video, Mm -hmm. lightning can strike on that video, Mm -hmm. regardless of what my follower account is or my status on the network. And it can take off and I can grow my following pretty quick. That's how I understand it. Is that accurate? 100%. You'll see videos on the For You page. The For You page is basically the main feed of TikTok that's based around what the algorithm thinks you'll like. You'll come across a video on your For You feed that's that's just crazy, hilarious. And you'll see that has millions and millions of views. And you'll click on the profile it's attached to, and you'll see that's their first video. You'll see they have nothing else but that video. And it just so happened that the algorithm just said, you know what, we're going to pick you today. And, you know, it was just that little, like, you know, spark out of nowhere. And before you know it, out that one video, they have 20,000 followers in 12 hours. So absolutely, it can work like that. How long have you been on the platform? I've been on the platform about two years. Okay. So how quickly did you grow? I mean, you're at 6 million now. How quickly did you grow? Did you have one of those experiences where you, you posted a couple of videos, one of them hit? And not saying that it took you to the 6 million, but I don't know, it gets you 10,000 or gets you 50,000 or something like that. Like, what was your what was your growth curve like? Well, actually, it's funny because I got on TikTok and it was like a slow go, slow go. I was gradually getting, you know, fans and followers here and there, but it was like nothing, maybe like a a couple hundred a month or something like that. And then I actually made a video. It's funny. um, It was a parody of what we do. It was called A Day in the Life of a Voice Actor. And it was just like the most over-exaggerated portrayal of like our uh, full-time voice actors, you know, day in life, you know what I mean? And it was one of those things that was just so niche, I thought, that I was like, oh, only my friends, my fellow voice over friends will get a kick out of it. Um, and I posted it at like 11 o'clock at night, and literally I started to go to bed. My phone just started getting these notifications, just like kept blowing up. And before I knew it, like it was viral on TikTok, on Twitter, 
and Instagram all at the same time. It was the, wow. the, the, the craziest thing. And that was like one of my very, very first hits that kind of just started to blow my channel up. Nothing fancy about it, right? It's, it's you being yeah. authentically you. Yeah. And you go viral on three of the social media platforms. What you are doing right now is you are removing every single excuse that voice <laughs> actors have for literally using any form of social media, right? Because yeah. at any point, we're one post away, whether it's a tweet, a, an image, a video, whatever platform, we're, we're all one post away from having that one that just resonates the right way yeah. and makes something amazing happen. And I think that's that's so cool the way that that has grown for you and even still you know you, you said I'm, I'm you know a couple hundred people a week or whatever that's nothing to sneeze at when you're when Not you're growing all. an audience right because you don't yeah. you don't need to have six million people in order to create an opportunity for yourself if you've only got a thousand people but yeah one of them is a potential buyer then exactly. it, it becomes worth it for you 100 percent. all right so for somebody who's brand new to the platform because there are going to be people that are going to listen to this episode and they're going to be like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to yeah. try this TikTok thing out. Yeah. Give us a couple of strategies that we can use to get the ball rolling. Okay. Um, the first one I would say is at the very beginning, at least, try to stick to very short videos. Try to keep as close to 15 seconds as possible because like, like we know in the voiceover industry with our demos, you want to off rip, you want to kill it immediately because a lot of times they're not going to listen to your whole demo. You want to be able to, you know, tap into someone's curiosity within the first five seconds and at least keep them for 15 just because you want to have, you want to let them make their decision positively within those first few seconds. That'd be the first one. Um, secondly, be consistent. Try it every day because it's not going to take off immediately. I have friends who tried the social media thing and they're like, oh, I've been at this for three days and like I've, I only have five views on these videos. I'm done with this. And it, it just doesn't work like that. You have to be consistent as yeah. with anything. And lastly, I would probably just say, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Again, if you have an opinion, a strong opinion, you know, I, I do suggest staying away from certain things like anything, race, religion, sex, of course, like that. Yep. But if you have a strong opinion about anything else, put it out there because a conversation will start that algorithm will recognize that conversation is starting and the algorithm will push it out to more people to continue that conversation because these algorithms goals are to keep people on the app for as long as possible. So if they see that people are staying on the app because they're talking about your video, they're going to push that video out to more people. I'm curious and I'm guessing from your, from your story and from what you've told me, it sounds like you have strong opinions, but you have comedy. Exactly. Does yeah, that matter? Like, cause I want to be I want to make sure that we clarify when you say, you know, have a you have an opinion or you have a strong opinion. Are we talking more strong opinion, but do it in a comedic way versus a controversial way? Or does it matter on TikTok? No, it doesn't have to be um, in a comedic way. I only want to make the point of, you know, just trying to stay away from like those very, um, very just touchy topics because you kind of go down a, a toxic road. Like if you're a channel that only talks about politics or if you're a channel that only talks about race or if you're a channel that only talks about, you know, certain things, you know, you, you kind of alienate your audience. You, yeah. You'll be automatically cutting your viewership or potential viewership in half or by more because you want to claim a certain side of anything. You know what I mean? You want to keep things 
keep things fun. You know what I mean? You can yeah. touch on tip, but you're, of, of course, free to talk about whatever you want. But from a marketing aspect, from a honest-to-God marketing aspect, you don't want to talk about certain things. Yeah, um, I agree. Just, just because, you know, you don't want to alienate a potential audience. I think the one point that you made that is so true is, you know, you, you mentioned about, I've got friends that have been on social media for three days and this isn't working. Or, you know, I posted that video and it got five views and this isn't working and, and yeah. people give up. And, you know, I think about listening to Gary Vee talk about social mm-hmm. media in the past. And he's like, you know what, come back to me when you've been doing this every single day for two years. And then yeah. we'll have a conversation exactly. about your audience or your following or your engagement. But yeah, this is not, I mean, it can be something. As you yeah. learned, obviously, it can be something that can take off overnight. Yeah. But that's not, I would say that's probably more the exception than the rule. You got to exactly. be consistent. You've got to grow it. And I think that applies for any platform that you're using, not just for, for TikTok, but definitely some solid advice in there. Exactly. And even with like, um, you know, I get people who ask me about getting into the voiceover industry and you get them all set up and, you know, and they're disappointed because they've been at the voiceover thing for five months. And they're like, oh, man, I haven't gotten any clients. No agents have reached out to me. No one's returning any of my calls. And you, you got to laugh like, oh, my guy, little do you know, it's probably going to take a little longer than five months yeah. to build a voiceover career. You know what I mean? But people want instant gratification. And a lot of people don't have that drive or motivation that, you know, if they don't get that instant gratification, gratification to, to continue to pursue it. And those are the ones that just never really needed to be in the industry or the space itself in general. But that's another conversation, you know. <laughs> but you know what? That's exactly the differentiator between the people that are going to succeed on TikTok and the people that aren't, right? The people mm-hmm. that are going to succeed on TikTok are the ones that are willing to put in the work. They're the ones that are willing to to create the videos, to go through the grind, to do it every day, even when it's not working. The ones yeah. that are willing to try something, even though it may fail, because the next one might be the one that hits or whatever. And mm-hmm. the people that are looking for that instant gratification are the ones that are going to fail on the platform. And so, I mean, if you've got the drive and the motivation and the willingness to commit to this for a year, for example, your your yeah. chances of getting found and, and, you know, scoring a win with the algorithm are so much more greater. Absolutely. All right. Well, look, if somebody wants to, I'm, I'm guessing at this point with 6 million followers, everybody in the industry is already following you on TikTok, but where can <laughs> we find you on TikTok for somebody who might not have have looked you up there yet because maybe they haven't given the platform a try. Absolutely. You can find me at S underscore Johnson underscore voiceover on TikTok and every other platform. The exact S underscore Johnson underscore voiceover. You look for the little blue check mark and the nerdy guy with the yellow picture and you'll find me. Right on, man. I will post that in the show notes so that everybody can uh, look that up as well. And I think it, it, even if you're not ready to jump into the platform yet, sign up for an account, follow people like you. Right. Like find some people that are you consider influencers or people that you could be inspired by, you know, and and do a little bit of market research, we'll call it uh, maybe before you're ready to post your first video. But obviously the things that you are doing are working and working very well. And I appreciate you taking some time to to share from that wisdom and share those insights, because it's a platform that remains a mystery to a lot of people uh, above a certain demographic, let's say. And so (laughs) hopefully you've demystified it for them. I I know certainly it's been eye-opening for me. So thank you so much for your your time, Stefan. I'm so grateful for that and for the information that you've shared. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. It's been a blast. Find an opinion and talk about it. If you get nothing else from this entire interview, which I think would be incredibly difficult because it was filled with so much good information. But if you walked away with nothing else, please walk away with that line that Stefan shared. 
find an opinion you have and talk about it. That is not only going to work for you on TikTok, that is literally going to work for you on any social media platform or for any type of content creation that you want to be a part of, from TikTok to blogging to even podcasting. Find an opinion you have and talk about it. If you enjoyed this episode, would you do me a favor? Would you let us know? I would love it if you would post in your Instagram stories that you're listening and tag myself and Stefan. Again, it's S underscore Johnson underscore voiceovers. And that is where you'll find him on Instagram. But that is also where you will find him on TikTok. S underscore Johnson underscore voiceovers. Tag us in your Instagram stories. I'm Mark Scott, by the way, and I will post that in the show notes so that you can find it as well. But I'd love to know that you were listening. I'd love to hear something that you learned from this episode. Man, I can't wait to see what is going to start happening on TikTok as a result of this and which voice actor, maybe it's going to be you, becomes the next viral star on the platform. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The Voice Sam Player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicesam.com slash markscott. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.